happy Monday to everybody. Thank you for listening. Um, I want to do something new this week. So I'm just trying. It's like a like a uh, trial phase. And what it is, is that I'm going to like basically freestyle all week to see how good that turns out. And I'm just going to talk about any and everything that just pops. Whatever comes out of my head, I'm going to just talk about. So it's going to be less planned uh, than I guess usual. So I won't have any set topics to talk about. I'm just going to get on here and just go. And I'm going to try that for the whole week. Not just Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. So yeah. Just to see how it goes. Just to see if I can pull it off, you know. Because usually, uh, I guess, more traditionally formatted kind of radio show they do every day and I said you know let me try something like that I don't know you know I love how people who are like DJs and like radio hosts like to try to come down on podcasts because they say it's for amateurs and all this shit and then they try to hold themselves to some high pedestal and because they say they went to school and all that and I feel like, well, they feel like it diminishes what being on radio is about. If everyone's just free to do it and all this kind of crap, it's like, no. Because what if someone went to school and broadcast journalism and did all the work and studied and know what they're doing and yet still can't find a job on the radio or at any station and has to start off, you know, being an intern, but then still ended up being an intern. What do you say to that? Like, every case is different. Everybody who, who, you know, goes to school for broadcast journalism isn't always going to end up on the radio, you know? And then what if that sad person who went to school for broadcast journalism and then still can't get a decent gig or a decent traditional, I guess, radio host show job, what if they use podcasts to really use their skills and utilize them and have their own show. What do you say to those people? You can't call someone who went to school for it and then goes to get a podcast. You can't call them amateurs because they went to school for it, right? But you want to call everybody else the amateur who, I guess, didn't study. So, like, it's the whole elitist bullshit that I don't like. But anyway, I just went off on a tangent that had nothing to do with what I started talking about. But, I want to, but I want to try to do this that way, and uh, I think it should be fun. I'm a big fan of Shameless, right? And when I first started watching it back in 2011, is when it came out. Uh, I didn't know that it would go into having such a fan base that it has now. Because I don't know anyone who watches it. So I was sort of alone in my fandom of that show. And then, it I don't know, it I started noticing how popular it became like around season four is when I noticed how popular it, it became. And 
I was surprised at how much how, how big a fan base it has, and how a lot of the well a lot of fans who watch it are black. Like it has a huge black fan base. Well, at least that's what I've seen. But yeah, and so you know with this news coming out about Emmy Rossum leaving after season nine is finished, and then the way they have it set up this season is when is um. Because Showtime ordered more episodes than usual. Because usually Shameless has about maybe 10 episodes per season, I think. And this season, they have 14. And they're going to split the season in half. And then air the first half. Uh, I, I think it's coming out this fall. I'm not sure. Yeah, this fall is coming out. And usually it starts at the top of every year. But I think they're going to do it differently. I think they did it differently last year, too. Uh, but they're going to show half the season and then air the other half in January as opposed to the whole season in January. Uh, I haven't watched Shameless last season, so when Emmy announced she was leaving, I felt a little better because I'm like, okay, well, I got two seasons of her to watch then because I didn't watch season eight. So I watched all the seasons except for season eight. And, um, yeah, I took my time with that, and I wanted it to air first before I watched it. And it's on Netflix, so I can watch it now, I think. Um, but this is, uh, not, I don't want to say it's not surprising. It's a little shocking, but it sort of isn't shocking. Uh, because of the whole pay dispute she had to come back for season eight. Uh, I didn't know that. Well, maybe creatively, she might be ready to move on. I don't think this whole pay dispute thing has anything to do with it, because I doubt she would fight. I mean, she could have, but I doubt that she would have fought so hard to get a pay raise only to leave two seasons later. So I don't really think, I hope that has nothing to do with it. I mean, her statement, she would have been honest about it if that was the case. You know, their Instagram post that she made, which was very heartfelt. I would believe that if that was the case, she'd say it. I think she's creatively ready to move on. And then she has other things going on and she's still young. So, you know, but her character was so iconic. And I tweeted about how I didn't think that I could watch a show, watch this show without her being on it. I don't think I, I don't, I don't. I mean, it's like not no shade to everybody else on the show because everybody is great on the show and every character is needed, I feel like. Uh, Because when Ian left, well, Ian almost left, or when he made us believe he was leaving, or when they made us believe he was leaving on the show, I was mad about that, but he, you know, obviously didn't leave. So it's not about just Fiona. I think if every one went through the same thing and either one of them was going to leave I'd be upset but I am a little more upset that it's her because I think she holds the whole crew together on the show and I don't want to say she holds the show on her back but um, she is the heart of the show I feel like and my favorite character on there so it would be hard to watch it without her Um, but because it's an ensemble show 
that makes it even more harder for me to watch because I feel like a piece of the puzzle will be missing if she leaves or when she leaves. And I don't know how they're going to, you know. Like I said, this version of Shameless is not like the UK version. It's similar, but it's not exactly like it. You know, because the older sister on that version, she left after the first season, I believe. So that's why the first season of this version of Shameless, when Fiona almost left, I was like, oh, they're going to do the same thing they did with the other version. But no, she ended up sticking around and she, and she never met up with Jimmy Steve, whatever his name was. Like, who is he? He has no real name because Steve wasn't even his name. And people want them to end up together still. I hope they don't. When they write her out, don't. Because he's a con artist. Like, who is she like? She can't be with him. If anything, reunite her with that husband she had. Maybe she can get that right. I mean, that ended nasty, though. We were all rooting for you, Fiona. We were all rooting for you with that marriage. I forget his name. I want to say Ace. His name was not Ace, though, was it? But he was a cool dude. I liked him for her. But anyway, Emmy, wish you best of luck. Shameless will come back for a season 10, I'm sure. It's an ensemble show, so I'm sure they're going to just, you know, focus on the other kids. Uh, I'll check it out and watch it to see if it, you know, is still good. I'm sure it'll be good still, you know. Because Fiona, let's face it, she does need to, you know, to live her life and find some happiness somewhere. You know, because she's been trying to balance her life and what she wants to do with her siblings. I just want to say her kids, but <laughs> basically they're, they're her kids. But yeah, she's been trying to find that balance for a while now. And, you know, she's made some fuck-ups along the way. But yeah, I think character-wise, it would make sense for her to leave. But I'm going to miss seeing her, so yeah. Just wanted to say that. So, watch Shameless for season 9 when it comes back, everybody. Because this is her last one. And I get to watch two seasons of Fiona. Because like I said, I still haven't seen season 8. So, in that regard, I'm lucky. You know, one thing... <clears throat> Ooh. <laughs> Found a little horse there. But you know, one thing that I hate that celebrities do. It's like certain celebrities that are known for a certain song or a certain role or a certain, uh, yeah, TV show or movie that they've done. And then they get big, right? And they're more famous and, you know, more popular and has more, I guess, notoriety than they previously had, right? I hate when they get to that level that they they shit on the role that, you know, allowed them to pay their dues. Especially if it's a role that people still like and a role that people still talk about. Like, I hate that. I like people who can say, okay, yeah, I did this movie, I was in this role, and embrace that. You know, I don't want to name any names. Specifically, I can say one who does embrace that, that comes to mind, and that's Holly Berry. I feel like if you bring up an old role she did, or 
a role that was like showing her humble beginning, you know, that she would embrace that. I mean, she did. I mean, she did the whole, <laughs> the whole level up video with Nisi from Babs. So like she embraces that, I feel like a little bit. And people thought she would never embrace that movie. But I, I don't think she's like that. Uh, and then who else embraces their past? when they? I don't know who else does that. I can figure out. I know a lot who don't do that. And I, I don't want to name them. But yeah, she's one who does it. I don't like that. I like, it's like, be proud of where you started from. And not try to be like, oh, this movie was so awful. I just had to do it because, you know, I was a working actor and I had no money and I just had to, like, we're not going to talk about that. But let's talk about all my famous movies. Let's talk about all the movies that I, you know, were nominated for an Academy Award for. Okay, let's talk about all the movies that grossed over $100 million at the box office, okay? Let's not talk about my flops. It's like, an experience is an experience, okay? You got to start somewhere. Okay, you can always learn something from your movies, your roles, even your flops, even the ones no one know about. Like you don't always have to be like, okay, just focus on my good shit. You know, leave my don't don't talk about that. That's old. No, I don't like that movie. No, like you don't have to like it, but you know, you, there's always a lesson in it, and you can always teach that lesson to younger people coming up in the industry or people who are aspiring to be in an industry like me. You can always be like, okay. I learned something from this movie, even though it wasn't that popular, even though it wasn't a role that I liked, or a role, a movie that I liked, but I did it, and I'm not going to shy away from it, I'm not going to not talk about it, I'm going to embrace it, and, you know, I mean, I understand sometimes if you don't want to talk about it, but don't, like, diss it and throw shade at the movie, because then it's like, people still worked on it, you know, whether it's a flop or not, it's a, still a lot of hard work and a lot of time and hours and money no matter how big or small the budget was it still was a lot that went into it that movie you know so or that tv show or that i don't know song whatever it's you know you still put a lot of time into shit and just because it doesn't always warrant the results or elicit the uh, you know get the results you want or expect doesn't mean you have to throw salt on it you know so I don't like that when people do that so people are out here really dissing Jeffrey Owens from the Cosby show because he works at a Trader Joe's when we know good and well because Keisha Knight Pulliam said it herself I think that when you're on a show like The Cosby Show, and it was out so long ago, you know, those royalties, you don't really get much from that anymore, you know? And that's where she said that. She said that she doesn't really get that many, uh, like, you don't really get that many coins from the show anymore because it's been on so long. It's sold into syndication, but I don't think the actors, aside from Bill himself, really get pay them much anymore because it's been so long and you get less as time goes by so I mean people can't really expect him to have that much from the show 
I'm sure he's saved some, and um, and he's been in more, way more than just that show. But you know, when you're an actor and you're an older actor, you don't get paid as much. You're lucky to get the work you get, you know. So I think that's very noble of him to, you know, find other ways to make a living because hell. Like I said, when you're an actor of a certain age, you have to do what you got to do. I don't think that's nothing to make fun of and troll him about. Like, that's so awful. And then, like, try to shame him into, I don't know, shame him. Not shame him into anything, but just shame him, period. Like, that's not right to do that. Like, we got to do better, y'all. There's nothing wrong with what he's doing. It really is. I mean, come on. I know it's a shock, probably, to some people who are fans of the show to see him like that. But, hell, he he ain't got no shame in it. He getting paid, probably, you know, so who, who cares? And he probably getting better benefits from the kind of job that he that is anyway. You know, so who can hate on that? Do you, Mr. Owens, do you? And he's still working, I think, too, but, you know, in between jobs, you know, you don't get a gig every day. So you still got to make some money in between time, you know, in between jobs. So do you, do you, leave him alone. Have you all seen Childish Gambino's video for Feels Like Summer? He's such a creative person. Just wanted to shout out him. With every cameo you can possibly think of. Good job on everybody who was a part of that and who did the video and the visual. It really brought the song to life, I feel like. So good job on that, Gambino. He's so creative. He does everything in the damn world. Like, how do you get that kind of drive? To be like, okay, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. And then be good at every single one of it. One of them. Oh my goodness. But yeah. I was also reading about uh, the 40th anniversary of the show Taxi. Because it's been 40 years uh, this year. Since it premiered in 1978. And... I was going to do something about that on here and, like, make it a little gem or something. But it's not an underrated show, I don't think. I don't think people forget that show. There's a couple of shows from that time that I think people don't really remember. But I don't think Taxi is one of them. I think Taxi is the show, if you mention it to somebody, no matter what age they are, well... Let me rephrase that. If you were born in 2000 or 99, then you, you might not know. Uh, people born when I was born in 87. Okay, if you were born after 87, then you might know. Or, before, you know, before 87, of course. But if you were born the year I was born, there's a more of a chance of you knowing about it. But if you were born in the 90s, particularly after 95, 
I don't think you would know about this show unless you just grew up watching shows that were classics and rerun, you know, because that's what I did. We watched shows like that show didn't come out, like I said, 78. So I was not even alive yet, but I still grew up watching it because it used to come on TV and reruns, you know. So if you grew up watching a show on reruns, then you would know about it. But people born in 2000 or 99, you know, I don't think they would know about Taxi. So for the most part, I feel like everyone knows about it in different generations. So it's not a show that I feel like is underrated, you know. But, it, it, you know, and then when it was out, it won Best Comedy in a row, three years in a row at the Emmys. And it only ran for five seasons. I thought it ran longer than that. You know, when you watch a show in rerun form, you think, oh, it's so many episodes. I mean, it was enough episodes that it was sold into syndication, and that's why we get to see it in reruns, you know. But you would figure a show like that would have run longer because most shows do nowadays. So, yeah, I've been reading about that show, and I had to go and listen to the theme song because... The theme song is so, like, singed in my brain. Like, once I started reading about it, it went off in my head right away. And I was like, oh, my gosh, let me go listen to this theme song. It's like one of those theme songs that you watched when you were a kid or, like, heard when you were a kid. Happy Labor Day to everybody, too. I'm sitting here doing this, and I'm not even thinking about the fact that it's the holiday. But yes, happy Labor Day to everybody. Hope you're doing something fun, I guess. I mean, I'm doing this, so this is my fun. Nothing really special to talk about in regards to that. But yeah, happy holiday to all of yous. All of you folks out there. Yeah. Enjoy some barbecue for me. Or swimming for me. I mean, you know. However, the weather is in your neighborhood. Just enjoy it, you know? All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I will talk to everybody tomorrow. And don't forget to follow me everywhere if you want.